Now then, thank you for listening. Welcome to the Midlife Film Catch-Up, a podcast where each week two friends approaching midlife analyse a film they've never seen before. We're watching a film from each year since the year we were born. We started in 1983 and now we're at 2008. I'm joined by a man you don't want to mess with, Chris Jenkins. Hello, nice to meet you all. How are you doing? So Chris, it's been a while. It's been a minute. That's what people say, isn't it? It's been a minute. Do they? Why, where, who says this? Oh, yeah, everyone says it. It's been a minute. It just means you've been... It's been a long time since X. The, the same people who say this, are they the ones who say it's, this is a bit of me? Yeah, yeah, I reckon so, yeah. It's those people. It's been a minute, and this podcast is a bit of me, so I'm, I'm glad that we're back. Me too. Me too. Me too movement. It's good to see you. You've been away. I've been away, yeah. I mean, a lot's happened. I was just looking at my diary there, and what's been happened in the... Uh, in the intervening weeks? In the weeks that have passed by, Sam has been to and come back from Spain. And the Peak District. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel you've learned from your journey to Spain? Um, I'm a big fan of um, warm weather. Right. So has that broadened your, your, experience, your life experience? My yeah. horizons. Yeah, you feel a bit more open-minded. I feel like I know who I am a bit more, yeah. I'm a person who loves warm weather. What um, part of Spain did you go to? Just caught the south. I mean, it was Malaga, wasn't it? Malaga? Malaga and Granada. How do you uh, how do you pronounce Malaga? Malaga. Okay. And when uh, you hang out in Spain, you sort of pick the you sort of pick up the the intonations, the cadences, mm, the, um, the rhythms, the rhythms of the speech. Yeah. Uh, what was your favourite food that you tasted in Spain? Um, I'd have to say a Spanish tortilla. Spanish tortilla. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not English tortilla. Well, I believe that a Mexican tortilla would be different to a Spanish tortilla. Okay. Okay. I hold my hands up. When I do, when I when I'm wrong, I hold my hands up. That's good. Um, so, uh, you're talking egg, you're talking potato. Talking egg potato. I mean, I made one myself last weekend when I got home. Yeah, I let's stick to the one in Spain. Um, egg, potato, butter. I, I, it was so buttery. It was so buttery. Yeah. Um, Salted butter or, would you say, or un- unsalted? Um, I mean, it was, I detected salt, but I don't know if that was in the butter or that was added. It would, it would, be, it would be almost impossible to know, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's a difficult question. Any any other ingredients? Uh, I believe there would have been garlic in there. Onion, onion, onion. See, which means just that just means yes. Um, any peppers in there? No, no. no. You're talking pure beige. You're talking uh, interrupted purist sort of approach to to a tortilla. Mm-hmm. So uh, just like stripped down. A stiff, stiff upper lip, sort of um, bare, bare bones, no nonsense. Yeah, straight down the line, route one. Yeah, like traditionalist, highly traditionalist. Yeah, absolutely. What was your drink of choice? Your tipple? Uh, that's a good question because I, I'd say that I probably had equal parts red wine, equal parts lager. What lager were you ordering? Uh, they call it cerveza, I believe. Yeah, cerveza. So. Mm. 
Svetha. Svetha. Yes, Svetha. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. Um, If I could, I would have um, Alhambra beer. Yeah. Uh, Second choice would be Cruz Campo. Yeah. Um, Occasionally, it was just Amstel, which isn't even Spanish. Not even Spanish. Have you heard of a, a beer called San San Miguel? Yes. Did you have that? Um, no, I didn't see a lot of San Miguel, actually. Really? San Miguel. Right, San Miguel. So um, so what So what are you going to change in your life now you've been to Spain? Yeah, because you know this about me. Every time I go on holiday, mm-hmm. I suffer a little bit from the post-holiday blues. So what I try and do is think, well, what, what was it about this holiday that I really enjoyed? Can I bring back yes. to my day-to-day life? And what is that? Uh, well, I made a tortillas. I made. I'm yeah. going to make tortillas. How often? Um, probably every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, and I'll remind you of your your very special time there. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say Malaga Malaga is landlocked? It, I'd say it's unfair because it's got a, a quite a big beach. Really? Yeah. I thought you said it was landlocked. Uh, Granada was landlocked. Yeah. What did you do there? Did you go on the Motion Master? Did you visit Coronation Street? I think that's Granada Studios in uh, in Manchester. Right, okay. If anyone remembers the Motion Master, please get in touch. What was that, like a uh, simulator? Yeah. They were good, weren't they? They were really good. There was one at um, Beverly Army Transport Museum. Really? Yeah. yeah. Amazing, yeah. Stuff dreams are made of. Yeah, so, but enough Granada, about me. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, uh, just also to catch up on you, Sam, you, you, you've left... You've handed in your notice. Yes, that's true. That's official, yeah. Can we say this? Um, yeah, I would rather not dwell on it. All right. Well, should we talk about... So I tell the listeners here um, that I have left my job. Okay. Yeah. That's a big life change. It's a big life change. I, I was doing a three-day-a-week job uh, in a charity, um, uh, placing a, a kind of like... Uh, a project coordinator let's say a junior project coordinator uh, a project junior coordinator <laughs> I wasn't overseeing the project but I was very instrumental in were you coordinating juniors? no no I wasn't I was co- well in a sense yeah uh, looked after children so yeah and volunteers uh, so and it was and you know if I was one of those people because it's not a bit of me that, that the job that job's not a bit of me no and um, not your calling it's not my calling um, I, I, I need to be daft if I'm not daft day to day then I, I wither I wither and would you say that you've renounced charity I, I haven't renounced charity I, I believed in what this charity was doing which was nurturing a love of reading reading for pleasure but um uh, yeah, it was too serious, and also working in an office is not for me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't deal with the, um, I can't be, deal with the the behaviours on display, the 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 rituals, the tea breaks, the tea breaks, the 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 the, the rhythms in conversation, the peaks and the troughs, okay, yeah, the silences, the explosions of talking, you know. Uh, like I, I could probably do one gag per thirty minutes, one joke per and thirty minutes. Did you work that out scientifically? Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, uh, hello, situation like 
other situations like this, I can just I can just riff, you know, just yeah. keep going. It's more like once every two and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a terrible rate, isn't it? Stand-up comedian should be what is it? Three every thirty seconds or something. Is that what it should be? Something ridiculous. But um, I mean, obviously, that's take that with a pinch of salt. It's what you make of it. Um, but. For that office job, I had to hide my light under a bushel. Yes. Have you heard this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, I couldn't be the extrovert, daft person I am. Right. Uh, and it was starting to, after a year and a half of doing it, I had a very, I developed what I would call a schmucky smile. Schmucky uh, smile. Okay, right. Like uh, where, um, Daniel uh, Lewis in... Um, Remains of the Day? No. Um, What was that film that we watched? Any, anyway... My jaw was tight. My jaw was just so, so, so tight all the time. Even when I wasn't at work, I had this like fixed, unhappy fake smile on and just a tightness around my jaw, acid reflux. And I could tell it was just, it was, you know, it was eating me up uh, on a very low level. Um, So I've I've left it and I've got, I haven't worked the last two weeks apart from a couple of freelance things. And... I've got £900 in the bank. So it's a ticking time bomb. Like, I've got I've got about a week and a half left until the, the S hits the fan. But I'm confident. I've got a few... I've got a few things on the horizon. If they come through, could be great. Uh, so we'll, we, we will see. So are we using this as a call-out for... <laughs> for, for jobs? For... If you've got anything... Uh, I, I I perform. I I can deliver workshops. Uh, I I make films. I uh, yeah. I, You're basically I, I a freewheeling storytelling for children. Pardon. A freewheeling creative. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, I don't like the word creative. I'm I'm the things I just said. Yeah. Um, and if you have any work, that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, I I kind of have renounced the day job a little bit and maybe this is the start of me going freelance and riding those those riding that rocky road of bits without money and then bits where money comes in we'll see we'll see how it goes interesting exciting yeah. it's exciting it's exciting yeah um well I'll, I'll certainly keep a lookout and um as of january i'll be in the same i'll be in a similar position same boat except you will be traveling yeah so i'll be spending money hand over fist Going back to Malaga? No, I, I wish. I mean, it's one of my. It's literally one of my favorite cities. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's I great. mean, but it, people dismiss it because people think it's oh, it's one of those Brits abroad places, but it's actually a very Spanish, authentically Spanish destination. I believe you. I'm not against you. I'm. I'm not the enemy. <laughs> I'm not the enemy. I think it's got about people just see it as an airport. Malaga, don't they? they? Certainly do, yeah, yeah. Uh, and more fool them, and I hope you know. I hope that continues because I, I don't want the place full of um, idiots, full of you know West Ham fans and yeah, and, and hipsters and, and hipsters. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a what, what's the airport code for Malaga? You should know this. Uh, I think it's M L. Is Malaga Costa? Is it Malaga Costa del Sol or Malaga Andalucia? Uh, you should you should know if if you know this please write in what's the airport code for Malaga
Shall we set the scene today? Yes, yeah, so it's, um, you might notice by the tone bro, of our voices, it's very early in the morning. We've got a deeper register on our voices. Absolutely. It's like two, it's like two rat pack crooners discussing their, their lives in the film, isn't it? It's like two footballers who haven't made love the night before. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, before a match, they're not supposed to make love. <laughs> I think that's boxing. Have we said, have we had this conversation? Yeah, before? yeah, sorry. It's, it's, it's boxing. <laughs> it's football as well. It's any, it's any combative, competitive sport. Isn't yeah. It? Okay. We're two yeah. footballers. We haven't made love before. We're two crooners. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily with each other. Just <laughs> we're two crooners. So you've got your, um, you know, Frank and Archer. We're um, we're at Bertram Road, South Liverpool. Um, yeah, we've got. It, it, the, I'd say it's ten. It's eighteen minutes past ten. What have you eaten today? Uh, I've just eaten, a, well, as you know, a bacon sandwich. Yeah, um, but this gets us on to your another life change for you, doesn't it? Yes, because um, you've not only eaten a bacon sandwich with cooked by me. No, not only that, but every day when I wake up, I have a cup of miso soup. And is this from a sash? Is a miso from a sachet? Mm, 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 mm. No sir, <laughs> no sir, no it's sir. From, this is the good stuff. And it's from a. Um, what does that mean? It's from a jar. It's from a re- reputable seller on Bowl Street in Liverpool. Matas. Sida. Sida, right, okay, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, no, it's a uh, fresh miso paste. Uh, so yeah. Fresh? And, well, fresh as in, it's fresh. It's, f- it's a fermented food product, so you don't want it fresh. The, the longer you've got it, the, you know, it lasts for a very long time. Uh, I've got to push you on this. Is it from a jar? Uh, it's from a plastic container. Okay, so big. It's big. It's a, it's big, um, and um, probably the size of a, a, a Bluetooth speaker. The the, the container. And, um, <laughs> it's um, it's it's um, yeah. I, I just think I just think your your gut brain is very important these days. Your gut, your gut intelligence. Your gut intelligence. Your third brain. Your third brain. So women, your gut is your second brain, but for men, your gut is your third brain. That's it. We've established. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And people, other people as well. Yeah. You just have to work that, 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 put that joke out for yourselves. Yeah. Um, so I think the third brain is important. I think gut health is essential. Gut intelligence, I call it. Mm-hmm. My, my gut intelligence is important to me. Yeah. I was suffering a lot of acid reflux, so I've, I'm not eating so many nightshade vegetables. <laughs> like um, peppers and tomatoes. Are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you aware of nightshade vegetables? I don't know, I do what you're talking about. Okay, um, I won't go into it, but they're usually red. And they're bad for yeah. your gut intelligence. They're very acidic and... Um, if you have reflux going on, you know, it could be the death now. Yeah. Right, okay. Knock but, out. but for non-refluxers, it's fine. Some people, um, even if they don't have reflux problems, just can't eat nightshade vegetables because they're just not that good for them. I do notice sometimes yeah. you'll see um, peppers, the skin of peppers, you know, after the event, if you get what I mean. Mm, oh, I see they come out down under sort of mm. thing 
Uh, oh, that's interesting. I've I've never seen that, but I believe you. Yeah. I don't discount your experience, your lived experience of that. That's good. Shall we talk about this week's film? Um, yeah, I just want to flag something. When I was a bit, I was a bit. Uh, when when you made the bacon sandwich for me this morning, mm-hmm. you I, I was a bit affronted. You offered me ketchup with it. Yeah, you didn't like that, did you? I, I yeah. assumed that you were a ketchup person, and mm. I thought about it for a good. You know, you told me that you're on your way, and I thought, well, let's let's think about this logically. Is Chris a brown sauce person or is he a ketchup person? And to be honest, it goes back to what you were saying before about your job and having wanting to, having a, a kind of light-hearted disposition. I thought this is a this is a ketchup person, whereas brown sauce people sort of do do take life more seriously. You know, they've they've, they've gone to the University of Life. Yeah. The understand the facts of life, and, um, and 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 in this vein, you 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 thought of yourself as a brown sauce person, me as a red sauce person. Uh, well, I know that I prefer brown sauce. Yeah, me too. I, I prefer brown sauce. So you think I'm a whimsical fly by night sort of uh, fickle character? Well, that's fair enough. I I, I know that you're not um, a fly by night. Yeah, but you are. You do like to um, look on the. On the sunny side up. On the sunny side of life, you, you're, um, you know, you're, you're tomato sauce and Haribo. I don't like either of those things. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you don't, you don't conform to type. Yeah, I, uh, no, I, I'd say I'm not. I'd say, as you know, I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm counter-cultural. But if you were, in, if you went into a room and half, there was a room full of people and half the room at one side were um, tomato sauce eaters, yeah. and half the room were brown sauce eaters, yeah. and you had to choose which half of the room you were going to spend the morning with. Who, yeah. who would you... Where would you go? Well, like, without, without a shadow of doubt, brown sauce. But no, yeah. you don't have to eat the brown... You don't have to eat brown... You just have to hang around with these characters. Uh, oh, that's a good question. But I'm 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 a simple man. I, I want to be with the people. I want to be with the salt of the earth. I'm going to be with the brown sauces. You see, the, probably... the, the people with the red sauces, half of them probably going to have some sort of ment- ma- mental illness. I'd say. I I don't want to deal with that pressure of of, of keeping them happy. Well, often they can be the you know the the best people to hang out with. Can be, but. They, but 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 mentally ill people latch onto something within me and don't let go. Is that true? Yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm because I'm I'm, I'm I I because I, I I give a lot. I'm too nice. Open. You're an open person. I'm an open book. So I, 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 there's not many closed doors in conversation. I won't close many doors to them. Mm-hmm. And they'll and they'll feel they'll feel safe with me and they'll keep talking to me. I, I do feel that you have yeah. more fun with the tomato sauce. Nah, I disagree. What do you folks think? Get, do you eat red sauce or brown sauce if you have bacon? Yeah, yeah. do do get in touch because probably people have strong feelings about this, don't they? Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I'd say I wasn't even aware you could have ketchup on a bacon butty until I was 30. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't even cross my mind. Didn't I, didn't hear people talk about that. I think it's a default for a lot of people. Is it? I don't know how you could put that on your on your breakfast. No, I wouldn't. It's disgusting. To. It's sweet, isn't it? 
Yeah, I is mean, it? brown sauce is sweet too, but ketchup is it's very sweet, isn't it? And just let, before we move on from condiments, because we're, we're back to condiments again, um, what do you have with your chips? Ketchup or salt and vinegar, one or the other, uh, but never mayonnaise. I have mayonnaise. I just think, I mean, they're very similar flavours, the the chip and the mayonnaise. That's completely inaccurate. It's not, it's not. It's it's such a, it's such a short, it's such a short spectrum that, between mayonnaise and, 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 and such a short range. I mean, I don't believe that is the case, but if that is the case, then you could argue that the mayonnaise chip eater is more true, you know, truly likes the taste of chips, so they want something that's similar to the taste of chips rather than something that's going to take away the chip taste. I want to, I want to reach those heights. I want to go to those lofty ambitions. I want to be eating my chips, and when that, when it, when that hit, when I hit that ketchup, when it just hits, when it just hits the palate, I want to be, I want to soar up to the, up to the stratosphere. I think, you know? we're, yeah, I think we're, I think we're onto something here because I think me say you saying that is what I was thinking when I made the bacon sandwich choice. Where maybe it's, you know, it's a different playing field, isn't it? The the bacon sandwich, the chips when choosing your condiment. What, you thought that that about offering me ketchup on the bacon sandwich? Yeah, I suppose I was just, I was putting those feelings that you expressed there uh, across everything, across all food stuff. So, you know, if I was to be making you a, um, well, I don't know what else you're Tortilla. <laughs> Tortilla. Yeah, well, that's a good, that's a good point. I've been, tomato sauce is one of the rare, rare foods that I'll eat tomato sauce with. Tortilla is. Tortilla. Sorry, that's it, tomato sauce. Yeah, sauce. yeah, you'll eat tomato sauce with tomato <laughs> sauce. I just, well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, mm, I wouldn't have, I, mm, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ketchup with tortilla. That's horrible. It's not. It is to me, it is to me. Mm. You, you need to buy yourself. Well, what do you have with that then, um, mayonnaise? I, I would just have it as is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my tortillas and the ones in Malaga are delicious. Do you know what? I would put on a tortilla. The only thing I'd put on it, Worcester sauce or balsamic vinegar. That that kind of that kind of. I'm in that ballpark. You see, something with a bit of something with a bit of um, acidity. What? Acidity, yeah. Okay. I'm using my flavour wheels, you see. I'm using my flavour wheels. You, <coughs> you, bless you. You want to buy yourself the flavour thesaurus? Have you seen this? No. Yeah, and um, it's got it's got all your flavour wheels in it to see what complements each other. Is that a real thing? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's clever. I mean, it's the rules are there to be broken, obviously. Yeah. But so, do you think chips would be closer to mayonnaise, but opposite? Tomato ketchup, exactly. But that's your if you add, if you're taking that principle, then that's the same for a tortilla, surely. Because they've got potato. In. I know. I agree. I just don't want ketchup with egg. And tortilla's got a lot of egg in it, and I don't like mixing. I don't like it when you make. I don't like scrambled egg mixed with. I don't like egg mixed with ketchup. It's wrong to me. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there. I'm kind of with you there, but. Uh, we're in, we're in, we're in an impasse. We're in an impasse. Impasse. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are, we are an impasse. The mind creates the impasse, but the heart crosses it. 
This week's film is Revanche, directed by Goats. Goats. Goats Spielman. Are you sure about it? Um, I think of the two, what is that umlaut above the O? Makes it goats. Is it an umlaut? Mm. The double, the dot, dot. Um, <sighs> I will go with Gots. I'm happy with Gots. Uh, Gots Spielman's Revanche. Spielman. Gotch. No. Gotts Spielman. Gotts Spielman. Yeah. Um, is the director. And Revanche is a... Some call it a revenge thriller. Um, it's a story... So you might have to help me out here. It's a story of Alex, who is a um, a small-town small time crook who's... Um, he works as security at a um, brothel. Yeah. Uh, he's in a relationship with a sex worker, Tamara. Would you say he works security or he just deals with the linen and the towels and stuff and the bed sheets? Oh, uh, yeah, he's kind of a is brothel it, porter. It's dog's body. Brothel porter. Broth- brothel porter. A BP. Um, and he's in a relationship with uh, Tamara who works at the brothel um, who's not having a good time there. No. Um, Alex hatches a plan to rob a bank um, Tamara who's very much in love with Alex would you did you get that impression uh, okay Alex is very much in love with Tamara yeah um, but Tamara does want to come along to the bank job with Alex nope is that she, no she does want to come along yeah that's what, said. that's what yeah, I said yeah yeah you did say that yeah she, she wants to come along he doesn't want her to come on the bank heist go on the bank heist she gets shot by the police, a policeman by mistake. Yeah, that, um, that's a big. That's. I mean, you said that quite nonchalantly, but yeah. No, sorry. Go on. So the um, the, the the job goes wrong. Um, a policeman comes along and um, starts talking to Tamara while she's waiting outside, and as Alex is doing the bank job. Um, yeah, they, and, they, they, Alex comes back from robbing the bank. They hop. They they get the policeman. Hop. Stick him up. Policeman lies down on the floor. They drive off in the getaway car. Policeman fires off some shots, but unfortunately, it kills. It kills Tamara. Tamara. Yeah. Um, the plan was for Alex and Tamara to hide out at Alex's grandfather's house, Hausner. Um, Alex goes to Hausner's house, the house of Hausner. Good. Um, like uh, Faber and Faber. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you remember that joke? No. Oh no, it wasn't. Uh, me and Craig made up a joke. The other day, oh yeah, uh, said where where would where would you like to get your book published if you're going to get your book published and 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 I said Faber and Faber because then it doubles my chances. <laughs> Either of them, it doubles my chances. That's that's a really good joke. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So Alex is hiding out at Hausner's house, and it transpires that Hausner is the neighbour of the policeman Robert and his wife Susan. Susan is a friend of Hausner um, and Alex catches wind of the fact that Robert, the, the copper who killed his partner Samara, um, is living nearby uh, and then the revenge starts to percolate. Percolate, good use of percolate. That was one of your best uh, prognosises yet. You've brushed up on your skills while you've been in. I think Malaga has changed you. Maybe, yeah. And I, I know it was a, it was a weakness that I needed to 
work on. Yeah, you you got you got feedback on it and you improved. And the funny thing about this is this is this is the longest period between watching the film and recording the podcast that we've had for me. I mean, yeah, we're we're definitely sailing three sheets to the wind here. We're flying by the seat of our pants yeah. on this one because we watched this a long time ago, didn't we? Well, I did. I don't know about you. I watched it in two parts, and I watched the second part a couple of days ago. So it's not right. that, not that fresh. When you say two parts, where was the uh, halfway break? Can't remember. Can't remember. Okay, I think I think I might watch this all in one if I remember rightly. Um, what were your quick thoughts? So at the time, I I really enjoyed this film. I I loved the story. Um, I loved the character of um, Alex. Um, like a, a quite a um, difficult character to get your head round. Uh, one minute you think he's a, a baddie, and then you think, oh, he's got a heart of gold. There's one point where he like his uh, Tamara comes back from seeing the boss of the brothel, and Alex is um, saying, "Tell me what happened," and she, he holds her up with a gun, and then it turns out to be a joke, and you think that's a that's a dick move. Yeah, a dick move. He was doing that. He was like, "I'm effing with you." Yeah, thing. yeah. With, with anyone who says that, it means it means it's not good, is it? No, it's not good. Um, but I like the way that it kind of delves into the life of the copper who killed Tamara and it wasn't just like oh that's that's happened and it's, but it's still all about Alex it was like about him and his relationship with his uh, wife as well who were having problems I didn't say that in a summary no you didn't I mean I didn't say a big part of the well I thought you were leaving it open because you know you didn't want to go into all the spoilers and stuff okay and I figured we 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 but, well, now we're discussing the film we normally go into that stuff don't we anyway. yes, yes so yes. your quick thoughts are you enjoyed it you thought it was good yes however we often talk about the PPF in this podcast yes positive percolation factor yeah and um, we've often said that covering a film on this podcast means that you think about it a lot in the days after it I found that I quickly forgot about this film despite knowing that I needed to talk about it on this podcast so yeah, I've had to kind of brush up on it Exactly. Um, I just I haven't thought about it at all. Yeah. Um, but I think I wouldn't want listeners to come away with that as their overall impression because I think there's, it's a, there's a really good ending to this film. Do you want to hear my quick thoughts? Yes, yes. Rise right. smile factor. Go on. Zero. Okay, well, let me just put this against that. Yeah. Um, the very beginning scene. Yeah, um, someone knocks on Alex's door, and he does a backwards um, roll over his bed to go and answer the door. Okay, I give you point zero two for that. Two more things. Alex looks like Begbie from Train Spotting. Yeah, Robert Carlyle, aka uh, Hausner, looks a lot like Compo from Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah, I will give you that. I give. I'll raise my rice smile factor to naught point naught four. Okay, that's fair. That's er- fair. Erotic rating. Okay, yeah. 1.5. Oh, what's that from? There were two instances of love making. Yes. But I mean, when, I, when you say 1.5, what's. Because it was quite stayed. No, I understand. I understand your thinking, but. Right. Just 1.5 as a value doesn't really mean anything. Out of 5. Okay, out of five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of five. This is all out of five this week. 
Positive percolation factor, zero. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. Geese count. All right. We were on a farm. Yes. For a lot of the film. Yep. Zero. So I've given you my ratings in the form of my quick thoughts. Interesting. Do you think I enjoyed this film? <laughs> Have you really sounded like you've written that down? You read, you read that question. No, I didn't. Um, yes, I think you did. Based on those ratings, do you think I enjoyed this? I still this? think you, answered, uh, you enjoyed the film. I think this film was very over, overrated. <laughs> okay. I think it was a solid film. Yeah. But it was sadly overrated. I heard things like, I am reading now, I heard things like, it's. I heard other reviews say it starts out as a thriller and becomes something much more, but I didn't think it became anything much more. It didn't raise questions, it didn't get juicy with the themes, it didn't have much ambiguity to it, and, and I forgot about it once it finished. Okay, so this uh, we need to talk about the second half of the film. So, um, Hausner... Alex's granddad is friends with Suzanne, who Suzanne is the wife of the copper. Alex She can't the copper's infertile, she can't get pregnant. Yeah, and the copper's also having a hard time after shooting Tamara. Yeah, he's having a, a breakdown of sorts. He's having a breakdown. The guilt. Tamara seeks out or get has has her eye get, gives Alex the glad eye. Not isn't Tamara the lady who got killed? Sorry, not Tamara, Suzanne. Yeah. She and then embarks upon an affair. She instigates an affair with Alex, with with uh, yeah, with the bank robber, uh, without knowing who he is. And but he knows that she's the wife of the policeman, and you think that he's going to exact revenge yeah. on the policeman by either, either by sleeping with his wife. Well, or, you know, or, or you think he at one point might do harm to his wife or at one or at one point you think he's going to kill the policeman you think so it's, so it's all about the possible revenge scenarios that he could do mm-hmm. and whether he's going to do it or not um, and what revenge means and why people do it the film ends with Suzanne finding out that she's pregnant pregnant by Alex um, and Alex then calls off his desire for revenge I think he's already called off his desire for revenge before that by having his he has an exchange with the policeman in the woods where the policeman admits his overriding guilt for everything that happened you think that was the reason for his calling off his desire for revenge yeah absolutely and and, uh, but then um, yeah they come to an agreement in, in the very end scene Suzanne says you know it's not. It's unsaid, but the implication is, uh, if you don't tell the policeman about that, if you don't tell the policeman that we had an affair and got me pregnant, then I won't tell him that you're the bank robber and get you put in jail. Yeah. But I think before that, he's already gone backed off on the revenge idea because they had, there's a big exchange with the policeman in the woods. And the policeman, he realizes how guilty the policeman feels over it, and then the policeman also says. But also, I blame the idiot who took her on the bank robbery with 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 him. Why would he do that? Well, that's going to get his hackles up, isn't it? It is. It is. But I think let's not get too much into the plot of this because I think ultimately our listeners haven't seen it. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I've made my feelings quite clear. I think um, I think I've made my feelings clear. Um, 
I'd say it's beautifully shot film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Just um, just beautiful like static camera, static shots, and each one was kind of like a photograph. And it, so, where are we talking? The sort of countryside outside of Vienna, like all of it. It was all shot really beautifully. Even in the brothel, it looked. It was really interesting the way they, yeah. they shot it, and the camera only moved when it had a reason to. Um, it was, but most of the time it was just lock, locked off, as they say in the right, industry. Okay. And is that good? The camera only moving when it needs to be. Ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like all kinds of films right. where you know, there's films where the camera's constantly moving, like that film, uh, all done in one take. Victoria, we've seen that in, in Berlin. Uh, no, but I think I've got it on DVD actually. Yeah, it's just unbelievably good film. It just grips you by the by the knackers. Um, uh, yeah, and the camera's moving loads in that, so I don't mind either way. But yeah, it was just beautiful. Scott says he often moves. You know, he can often. You're often aware of the fact that Scott says he's moving the camera at you, moving all the time. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, yeah, I just think it was a, 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 a pretty average film that that has been hyped up a lot. Yeah, I mean, I did. I, I, think I don't it, think I think you often judge films against the hype, whereas you I shouldn't do. do that. I think uh, what this film was, to use a term that my friend Will Dickey coined, it's it's premium mediocre. Right. Okay. It's premium mediocre. Yeah. It's mediocre. But it's executed so ruddy well, like in terms of the cinematography, uh, the pacing, the sound, the editing, the acting, the, everything, the the, the 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 dialogue, everything about it is done really, really well. But at the heart of it, it's not a story that raises a lot of questions or stays with you. Um, I'm kind of, uh, I feel, I feel like the story bears thinking about and talking about, like the the fact that he's. Um, the the wife of the policeman is now pregnant. There's there's a kind of there's almost that could save their relationship, the policeman and the wife, or it could, you know, end their relationship. Um, because she's going to pretend that the baby's the the policeman's. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about her, him not being able to impregnate her. Um. And then Alex has left it there, saying, "Oh, well, I'm going to leave you with that." Is he doing that out of kindness, or is he doing that out of out of revenge? I think, I think, if as a viewer, if we were meant to consider all those things you've just said, if the film was meant to leave you a feeling of like, "Oh, how will this work out? Where will it go?" Based on all the stuff you just said, then I think it could have done that better. Well, it did that by the first and last. Shot if I'm if I'm not mistaken is a, a stern going into a pond yeah and then you see the ripples oh yes from the stern I I like yeah I like I like that and I think you're right yeah 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 actions consequences ripple effect ripple effect I'm with you on that I've just I've just I've seen it I've seen this film before I've seen this film done better. Because we're only meant to be watching films that we haven't seen. seen <laughs> you know what I mean, I've seen this type of film before. Starts out as a thriller, but becomes much more about existential questions. Okay. But, but this film fell short of the existential questions. Uh, I don't think I have. Can you tell me some films like that? 
I, 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 I've got a notoriously, you can't put me on the spot like that, I have a notoriously <laughs> bad memory. Okay. You know, okay. I, I know well, I've seen think... these films, I know I've seen these films, but I can't remember them. Okay, well maybe think about that and uh, either talk about it next week or we can invite uh, viewers to maybe yeah. contribute those titles, films like that. to the year 2008 in our lives uh, I want to say this Sam revenge have you heard, ever heard this phrase revenge is a dish best served eaten oh revenge is a best dish no revenge is a dish revenge revenge is a dish best served eaten yeah have you, have you ever heard that phrase no is it, is it a phrase clever isn't it it's quite clever yeah have you ever taken revenge? Um, just you saying that phrase there it reminds me of the title of my um, dissertation at university, which is one of the things that I'm most proud of that I've ever created. Go on. So the dissertation was about self-reflexivity in British comedy. Right. So this is comedy talking about comedy and talking about the form, form of television. Wow. Uh, and it was called British television comedy will eat itself be sick then eat its own sick that's good because it's funny as well yeah that's good I, I had a dog that did that it is unsick yeah I had a dog called Canapé and I was taking it to the vets for some vaccinations and that morning it had eaten some macaroni cheese and um, it's bad it threw it all up on the back of my Fiat Panda and by the time we got to the vets in Port Louis it had eaten all the sick up again and the back seat was pretty pretty much clean just needed a tiny tiny spray so did you, did you know that was happening yeah I was like oh oh Jesus what canopy you've been sick in the car I was like what are we going to do and then a few minutes later it was gone that is that's horrible yeah it does happen so should, should you be feeding a dog macaroni and cheese well I was living in Mauritius at the time where the mindset is very much I guess I'd have absorbed that mindset of a dog is a dog and they will happily eat your, eat your leftovers. Okay. Yeah. And they will be glad of it and they will enjoy it because it's good food sort of mentality. Right, okay. So. I made macaroni and cheese last weekend. Did you? Evaporated milk. Are you using it? What? Does that make it quite sweet? Uh, no, but condensed milk does. Um, which yeah. I once made the mistake of making it with condensed milk. I, didn't, I thought they were the same thing. Nope, nope. I guess they're two different things, evaporation and con- condensation. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Maybe you can get milk and get take one from take both from the same milk. They they to make um to make condensed milk they, they paint it on a wind on a window pane in winter. They, yeah. They put condensed milk they, they pour milk onto a window in a cold house. And they they let no with lower. they let it condense, and then they wipe it all off. Yeah, as long as the the relative humidity is more inside than it is outside. 
Exactly, yeah. The temperature inside and outside is different. The, yeah, but it's also the relative humidity. We had some. We had the damp detectives in here uh, last weekend. You should have got me around. I'm an expert on damp. A lot of people think that, don't they? What about me? No, about themselves. Like the, My dad has all sorts of... I am an expert in damp. And I tell you what, those damp experts you got around... You, I hope you chose very carefully the, who you went with because there's a lot of charlatans. Well, he was very, very rigorous. Yeah, rigorous, but he wasn't trying to. Did he try and sell you something? No. Good, good. I can tell. I can tell you straight away. What let's not get into damp. Let's not get into damp. I mean, I, 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 I had damp in my house when I moved in, and I, I fixed it all myself. Okay, the let's rise talk- and damp myth created by the damp solutions industry okay drilling holes in bricks and filling it with foam such a such a con yeah I'm sorry if anyone any listeners have ever paid for that that is such rubbish um in your self reflexivity dissertation yeah did you write about Del Boy falling through the bar no no he didn't okay yeah yeah. do you think that should have been mentioned no I just imagined but you must have mentioned only fools in it um, knowing you no because it, it wasn't really of that no. that movement was it it was sort of so what so what what sitcoms did do that they're talking about The Office uh, People Like Us yeah uh, the day to day what did they reference well the, I mean the day to day was about news yeah uh, The Office was the documentary okay uh, um, People Like Us was the documentary as well Okay, interesting. Um, revenge is a dish best served eaten. Have you ever taken re- revenge? Uh, have I ever taken revenge? Um, I'm very much someone who subscribes to the phrase "let sleeping dogs lie." Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think the universe. You takes believe, its own revenge you believe in karma 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 yeah. karma 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 yeah you believe in karma um yeah and I just don't I don't really think that I think the revenge I think Alex has got it right really just you know sleep with someone's wife and sort the that that's 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 not that's that's not karma that's not let sleeping dogs lie Sleeping with someone's wife. No, but it turns out that you know that's going to help their relationship, maybe. Just remove yourself from the film, and have you ever done revenge? Um, I don't think I've ever t- exacted revenge. No, I mean I haven't been, I haven't really been wronged no. to, to a great extent to sort of warrant revenge. Really, you don't think you have? You don't believe you have? <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's a couple of things I can think of, um, but I, I wouldn't. It, rev, what is rev, is revenge? What's what is revenge? It's when oh come on, you know what revenge is. Stop 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 skirting around the question. But is it is it only about is it about fixing a problem or is it about making yourself feel better? It's about making yourself feel better. Yeah, I don't believe in that. What what things? What things would you? Have, the thing, what are those couple of things you just thought of that wronged you? Um, no, I don't think I want to talk you, about. You don't, it. Want to go, you don't want to go there. No, it's too too personal. Yeah. What did did you think about taking revenge? 
Um, no, because it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made the situation any better for anyone. You didn't even give it any thought. I, I never considered it. No, no. You're a good man. You're a good man. How about you? I've thought about it. You, but you haven't. You haven't acted on it. I don't think so. Um, uh, I, I, from year to year, I tend to get in eBay scrapes. Yes, I've, I've heard about this. Yeah, I get in eBay scrapes unwittingly. I, I, I'm, I'm still surprised how I can let myself fall into those traps. eBay and Facebook Marketplace is it fair to say? Uh, nothing. Yeah, one thing happened on that, mm-hmm. um, but nothing too bad. But eBay. Kind of like, you know, you bought something, it doesn't match the description. I, I want to send it back. They're unwilling to let me send it back, but then uh, it's gotten a bit nasty. And then, but ultimately, you're allowed to send it back because anything you buy online that you don't view in person, you can send it back for not being like it, like the thing you thought you were getting. Yeah. And yeah, I bought something, I bought some lenses recently and, um, and I bought a lens, uh, you know, cash converters. Yeah. They have uh, various eBay accounts. Like So you got cash converters Liverpool, and I bought I bought a camera lens from cash converters Dunstable. Right. Uh, uh, for a, a vintage lens for a, a stupidly good price, uh, like half what it should be. I got a real bargain. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got an email from them a few days later saying, we're really sorry, we've sent your lens to someone else. And you and the lens that you're going to get today was meant for them. We've mixed up your order. Okay. Would you mind sending the lens you get onto that person and that person will send the lens onto you? I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, you know, you idiots. But yeah, that's really, in- it's really annoying. But yeah, of course I'll do that. And then uh, I got the I got their lens, okay. And I was and I said, please send me their address. I'll send it to them. And they the cash converter said, oh, we've spoken to the other person. They're not because your lens is a really good, expensive lens. They they flat out said we're going to sell it. We're not going to send it to you. Oh, you got oh you got their lens. You didn't get your lens from them. Uh, they kept that they kept your lens is what you're saying yeah that other eBay user the cash converter sent something by mistake flat out said to them I'm going to keep I'm going to keep this lens because it's a more expensive lens and I'm going to sell it to make money and, and cash converters told you this yeah they were like we're really sorry this has happened and, and can you send this rubbish lens back to us and we'll refund you your money which I did um, so uh, I, I waited. I stalked eBay for a couple of weeks, and then that, oh, right, yeah. and that, <laughs> that, that idiot put that lens up for sale. How much for my lens uh, for more than I paid for it? Yeah. And it was out of my price range. Such a beautiful old lens, and um, so I've got. I've still got the details. Got them saved if I need them. You know, <laughs> I I don't have their home address, but I think I could. They, this person also sells. Typhoon, Typhoon football, not you know, Typhoon card, character cards, right? Okay. Typhoon tea, yeah. They got I these, really li- they got these little like, kind of like football cards, but not football. They're about Typhoon. Uh-huh. Um, they sell them for like two quid, so I could buy one of them, and then I could probably get their address from making a small purchase. 
How do you get their address? I think when you make a purchase, you can get access to that person's address. Right. Okay. Maybe. So I could get his address, yeah. but also I could make a really small purchase off him and then leave really bad feedback on his profile, which is, you know, the death knell. Are you familiar with a new series that's um, started on Disney Plus at the moment, FX series called uh, The Patient, starring uh, Steve Carell and uh, no. Dominic Gleeson? No. So in this series, uh, Dominic Gleeson is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know this at first and he goes to a psychiatrist Steve Carell um, they're not getting anywhere with the therapy they're not getting anywhere um, Dominic Gleeson's not opening up they can't really get th- and then all of a sudden bang uh, Steve Carell is hit on the back of the head he wakes up he's chained to a he's chained to a um, floor in a basement it's Dominic Gleeson's basement transpires Dominic Gleeson's a serial killer he wants help he's going to kill someone else in he keeps getting annoyed at people and he's got a compulsion to kill them and he needs Steve Carell's help to stop this compulsion. I very much feel like Steve Carell talking to Dominic. Really? I, I remind you of a serial killer? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I want I, I want revenge. No, no. Well, right. Yeah, but I suppose the difference between you and Dominic Gleeson is that he wants help to stop feeling like this. Yeah, I, I, I just want to get the revenge. Right, okay. Um... And how would that help the situation? Because that 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 person is a bad person. Is is a person without honor? Without honor. Yeah, this is how Dominic Gleeson talks. <laughs> is it? This is a person without honor, uh, and and they've done wrong, mm-hmm. and they've gotten away with it. You know, Jimmy Savile got away with it. He died before. He died before. He did no justice was served. I'm watching that series at the moment as well. Yeah, I, I'm not. I think it's rubbish. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not. Yeah. Really um, and so, yeah, and there's been a couple of and and there was. I did have an eBay scrape about going back about twenty years now when I was at university, and I did get revenge on them. How? I can't say it on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> uh, but I got revenge. Um, just... uh, and. Um, and I'll tell you of another instance of revenge when I used to work at the Liverpool Philharmonic. Go on. Uh, Ricky Wiley. Shout out to Ricky Wiley. Hi, Ricky. Uh, he, he was a, he was the duty manager. He was the front house manager and he had to deal with some really difficult customers who were drunk and get, get them, eventually get them thrown out by security because they were idiots. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, he got a parcel delivered to, um, his uh, workplace addressed to him and he opened it in front of the office in the office and it, it was a very large sex toy sorry who 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 delivered what to where the people who got thrown out obviously tried to get revenge by embar- by right. through embarrassment the, the, okay. the method of embarrassment by sending very large sex toy to to his office which he opened in front of everyone and was he embarrassed? Was he embarrassed? It doesn't I, 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 strike me as a person who embarrasses do, easily. Do, do you know him? Yeah, uh, I, I've met him a couple of times. Yeah, I think he probably found it funny. Yeah, yeah. So jokes on them. Yeah, definitely. It's, and he's he's the one that with a you know good quality sex time. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> I don't know about the quality. Yeah, I think it would have to be of a certain quality. I think it'd have to pass health and sa- it'd have to pass safety. Well, we, stringent safety. We would have been in the EU at the time. We would have been in the EU, and I think it was something that you use 
on or in your body, yeah, then it would have to be some sort of medical grade quality, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, I don't know what he's done with it. I'll have to ask him. Mm. Do right in, <laughs> do right in, Ricky. Yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't. But and I, and I have considered revenge on, on on on. Yeah, I have I have considered revenge on my stepfather. Right. Okay. When he was alive. Well, that's got that's when, when he wrong he he wrong he wronged he wronged someone right okay close to me and what and did you know how you would take that revenge it, it was it was it was a particular night I couldn't sleep and I was thinking about actually going out that night and and violence and, and destroying his car oh right okay. <laughs> in various ways um, but I didn't do it I was young I mean okay so we. There was quite a lot of shenanigans in Bransbet and um, centering around playing football on the uh, school playing field and the neighbours around there um, complaining and the police would come and tell us to stop playing football on the playing on the playing field. Yeah. Uh, so we would exact revenge on some of those some of those neighbours. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. what would you do? Oof, throw things at the houses. Like what? Uh, if it was snowing, snowballs. If it was the season, conkers, conkers, or fr- fallen fruit, yeah, fallen fruit, rotten or hard, eggs sometimes. Or where where would you get the mischief. fallen fruit, mischief. fallen mischief. eggs from? The shop, right? Okay, flower bombs, flower bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've you've done revenge. Yeah, I, I suppose I have. Yeah, yeah, and I think probably then I learned that that wasn't the way forward. What was the feeling that stayed with you? Well, uh, I remember learning that one of those neighbours ended up on every mischief night. He'd um, like sleep in his car to stop people throwing stuff at his house. And he's quite an old, older person. And I thought that's that's no way to live. A, a vulnerable person was this? You, I, you, I wouldn't say it was vulnerable. You know, I would say older person. Then he was probably early sixties. Yeah. I'd say the best type of revenge is you do it, you, you leave it ages mm. so that the person who's done wrong forgets about it and then you do it without them knowing it was you. Uh, well, that's served cold, isn't it? Yeah, that's another phrase. Revenge is a dish best served and cold. And I don't think I've explained served eaten. Um, it means you should follow through with it. Oh, so they they eat it. They eat it. Revenge is a dish best served eaten. It means you should serve it. Right, okay. And they should eat it. That's good. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm just to set the record straight, I'm 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 on the fence about revenge. I have done it. Yeah. I, I I can only think of one instance that I can't repeat, but I'm sure there's one other I'd say there's probably about three instances. Um and uh, I don't know where I stand on it. I think I think I'm 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 of the age now to to let things go. I prefer rehabilitation. Yeah, I prefer yeah. you to get to email that um, eBay person and say, "Listen, this is my situation. That lens would have meant a lot to me. It would have been very valuable to me. I was yeah. very happy with it. I'm left with my in my hand. Yeah." Um, right. My cock, my cock in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably don't. Have to I'm write left that. with my cock in out in my hand. You probably don't have to write that. Um, uh, I hope you know. 
either and then either ask for it to, for well, them to well, he, he sold it he sold it he sold yeah, it well, if he if he knew the the victim of his crime and he knew their situation he yeah. can you know he can human he can humanize it um it might make him think or or she think uh, differently he, next he, time he um, yeah, because the cash converters refer to them as he. Um, I, I don't. This is a person without honor, without conscience. Me saying that, they'll either send a ha ha sort of reply. Well, this is you assuming that of that person as well, isn't it? So it also humanized them. Well, to cash you. converters told me in uncertain terms, in certain terms, what this person had said and how unlikely it was. I was going to see that lens. What did they say? Um, what I've told you. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that your stomach? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I just think. Yeah, we, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. piece of music was by Joe Booker who um, creates all the music for the Midlife Film Catch-Up podcast thanks Joe, you're um, a really good um, musician <laughs> why are you laughing at it Joe? I, 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 I didn't really know what I was saying until I was saying it um, we, we like Joe, we love Joe. Joe Joe's been my stand-in on this podcast if, if anything were ever to happen to me I would want him to take care of my family, mm-hmm. oversee my legacy, my estate, um, move in, move into my house, look after my partner and child. And I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great guy, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's the best. Yeah, Joe's, Joe's great. Joe's great. Um, so 2008, um, Liverpool was awarded European Capital of Culture. It was it. Yeah. Great. Um, sorry, it, it was the European Capital of Culture. It was awarded it some years before. Both. Yeah. Um, one of the best years of my life. Really? Be- mm-hmm. Because of that? Because of the knock-on well, knock effect of I that? I guess. Like, I moved to Liverpool in 2003. Pretty sure it had, it had been... It was in the bag then. Capital of Culture. So the whole the, the whole the city was preparing for this year. Yeah, so I feel like I moved to Liverpool at the best possible time to move to Liverpool. It 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 had a complete transformation in that time. Yeah, like Liverpool one opened and changed the face of the town, the town centre, city centre. Yeah, uh, tried to. I think they tried to build tram tracks. That didn't quite work. <laughs> um, but they had a big spider. <laughs> they had a big spider on a building. Um, the whole creative industries flourished. Um, the food, the food and drink industries flourished. It was boom time. What was that Mexican place near Fact on Wood Street next uh, to Fact? Lucha Lucha Libre. Bring that back. That was good. It was really good. Yeah, but you couldn't book in advance, could you? No. I feel like they shot themselves in the foot with that policy. Yeah, it was coming. It bit them, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
a lot going on capital culture what what tell me what happened i wasn't i wasn't here in a nutshell um so it started yeah st- yeah did you have ringo Starr playing the drums on the roof of the was that brian may played that was something else brian may played national anthem on the roof of yeah that St. George's was, um, Hall. was queen's it? birthday or something queen's it? birthday what did ringo do he sang the song liverpool i left you um accompanied by dave stewart on guitar from eurythmics from eurythmics yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that was that was the start of it. I think that was the first of January. Yeah, um, people were pretty um, nonplussed by Ringo. I think was it during that year? I think he did Jonathan Ross interview where he said he yeah. doesn't care about not living in Liverpool. Yeah, people hate him, and his he- his head a topiary head of Ringo got lopped off outside Liverpool South Parkway train station. Yeah, for anyone not familiar with topiary it's the practice of cutting hedges in shapes thank you yeah um i look if you like someone you like someone I, i've always liked ringo star yeah. and uh, zach starkey sorry and uh I, I can i'll continue to like him uh people think i'm joking when i say that i'm not joking uh and you know the more scouse people get and i tell them that then you know they get, they can get they get quite angry about that. that I like that I like him. Yeah, you know, I've got no dog in the fight really. I can see Ringo's side and I can see Liverpoolian's side. No, I, I can't see. I can't. I don't agree with his opinion. I can't see his side. But, no, but, but can, I like him. Yeah, but he's funny. If, if his point was he's down to earth. I enjoy living in LA. So sue me. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine to have that point, isn't it? That's what you were saying, wasn't it? Yeah, like I don't live in Bransbury anymore, and if someone asks me that, I say, "Well, I've chosen to live in Liverpool." But he called it an shit. I don't hole. think he did. I do not think he did. I think he did. No, on the clip, I've watched it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. He did said he say that. it was when he grew up? When he grew up there? No, he, I think his words were, "It's a, it's a shit hole." I think we should revisit that. Uh, we need to fact check it because of the lawyers yeah, don't the we lawyers, yeah. are you doing that now yeah we'll have to pause it won't we well I can tell you about my year while you're doing that um, no because I want to be present ok well I'll, I'll tell you this then um, in well we don't have to we don't have to rake over this old grave but I think I think he speaks plainly uh, and I think that's why people don't like him because it's easy to mythologise the Beatles yeah very easy and uh, you know they're put on the pedestal I think Ringo just brings it back down to earth and he's the court jester he's the clown of the group and yeah. you know me I like the clowns yeah and you know people in that band have done much worse things than saying unnice things about Liverpool haven't they exactly yeah um, so I was uh, I think the last time I talked about my job and, and he had the best songs it's simply not true um, I talked about my job in the bistros, the French bistros. Bistro Pierre? Bistro Jacques primarily, sometimes Pierre. Yeah. Um, but I left that job in... Did the... you make Hasselback potatoes? No. 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 Okay. Carry I don't on. believe in them. Um, you don't believe in them? No. They do exist. And uh, But I left, the, I left the world of hospitality in 2007. Okay. Turned my back on it. I said it's not for me. Okay. Due to unsociable hours. <laughs> Good. Uh, I wanted a nine to five. Yeah. Um, You're a salary man. Uh, I just I wasn't seeing you know evening times is my time to shine and I was in a kitchen hiding my light under a bushel. 
Yeah. Do you, do, is evening is evening time your is evening time your time? It, it was in, in my twenties. Like you go to bed at nine o'clock at night. In my twenties, yeah, I went to bed at like ten, half ten sometimes. Yeah. In my twenties, like when I lived with you, you 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 cooked your meal and you went to bed at nine 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 thirty. Yeah. That you know you would have been two thousand thirty. I was thirty. You were thirty then. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 I'd say your time to shine is midday. No, because uh, I, I have a slump um, just after half past twelve. I'd say your time to shine is two, two, two or three p.m. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, that's when you're productive. I think. I think it's this time. I think we're in. We're in. We're in it. We're in. I, I'm literally yeah. at my peak now, it's as what? we speak. Thirteen minutes past eleven. Yeah, yeah. This is this, this is, is me. Your... This is me at my best. Is it? Yeah. Wow! You heard it here first. This is you on all yeah, cylinders yeah. blazing. Yeah. Wow. Any mistakes I make now? I don't know how to finish Yeah, that people in glass houses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I left that behind in favour of temping opportunities. Right, okay. Okay, quite unstable, that. Mm. Sort of mm, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I... Um, can be. I got a job at Halifax Bank... Um, I, I'm, I'm going to do this quickly because this is 2007 we're talking about now Ooh. Halifax Bank um, and then a courtroom clerk have I talked what? about this? yeah I, I did. you have told me this have I talked about this on the podcast? no okay so I was a courtroom clerk both times I was I was working with the likes of um, Mikey Two Times Hill um, David Ox Oxley and J.O.J. O'Neill and I think I've met Dave the Ox Oxley. Yeah, I think we. So yeah. we. The only link between us, and this is a little teaser for a future episode when we do eventually meet in two thousand. I'm not going to say the year. Yeah. Um, the only link we had was our mutual friend Claire Bates. Yeah, from the shop Land Baby. Yeah, who was uh, who is married? I think uh, in in a relationship with Dave the Ox Oxley. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dave the Ox Oxley introduced me to the Brian Jonestown massacre. Okay. Um the biggest Beatles fan I've met to date really yeah yeah. Um, I think he lent me the anthology uh, okay. DVD um, I used to have a band I used to have a few musical projects quite an intense character very very funny man mm. um, great hair yeah uh, interesting guy um, yeah and then when I, while I was at the courtroom I um Applied for a job at the National Museums Liverpool. NML. And my life would change forever. Your life, that changed your life forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what um, the author of the book that I'm currently listening to on Spotify, because Spotify now has audiobooks for free, um, if, you pay, if you pay for Spotify. I do. Do you know that? Well, my shout out to Liam Nolan, he pays for my Spotify. Did you know that the audio, all audiobooks are on there now, included in premium? Like good ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's absolutely game changer. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it can't be all you know. Can't be all books. Well, it's, it's not you know impossible. Yeah, a lot. So I'm reading the the search by Bruce Filer, and he talks about um, uh, job clicks. Yeah. Uh, so this is a big thing that happens in your in your in your working life, which causes... it sounds like more media BS to me. Media BS. Media BS. Um, job quakes job quakes life we don't quakes. need we don't need another term another catch term for something um, job and, quakes and this was probably 
spring 2008 um, at the same time the best day of my life happened you're setting off a lot of expectations in my mind here um, what was your job quake uh, just taking that job at the um, taking that job at the it probably doesn't count you, you haven't even explained job quake and, <laughs> so a job cake quake <laughs> job cake is um, a killer, something ju- that a killer jug from Prague in your life where, that makes you change your job out, out, it's out of your control so this wasn't a job quick. This doesn't qualify, really. A, a, but it, a, job, okay. a, a job, a job quake rocks your world. It changes the course of your, it like just and, and through through, 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 through no through no fault of your own. It happens to you. You don't happen it, no, to it. It happens to you. But it could be it could be your choice. But it's because of your circumstances. If that makes sense. Shout out to Liam Nolan. He's currently he could. You know, he could potentially be going through a job quake right now, depending on on how he views it. Interesting. Yeah. So we're thinking of you. I'm here for you. Big, big love, Liam. Big love, Liam. And thanks for my my Spotify account. I'm I'm on his family account. So That's nice. I'm always eternally grateful for that. That's Please really nice. never take that away from me. Please, it's all I've got. Um. You started at National Museums Liverpool and the best day of your life happened. Yeah. Um, actually, the, the best day of my life happened then I might have started after that. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, it was the year that Obama became president as well. Right, good. Seems like an alright guy, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Best Look, president in our lifetimes, I reckon. Still loves bombs, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but the best president in our lifetimes. Okay, fine. Um... So yeah, I started watching Hull City when I was about um, ten, ten years old. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do this quickly because I know you're not interested. Yeah, they were awful. It was awful. They were rubbish. I'd go every other week to Boothry Park and see them play bad football. They nearly went into administration. They nearly died as a football club. I'd go with my granddad, my dad, and my brother. Um, a lot of. Um, you know, good times, but it wasn't an enjoyable experience. Fast forward to 2008, Hull City have been promoted twice. They're in the second tier of the English pyramid. They're about to go to the top tier for the first time in the club's history. They're playing Wembley in the playoff final. Yeah. All my friends are there. Mm-hmm. Um, a player that was used to play back in those bad times left the club, came back. Scored the winning goal in that final at Wembley. Hull goes crazy. London's painted black and amber. We go to a pub in Camden. The Paddingtons play a, a victory gig that night. We go back to James Cundall's house. We're singing songs till the early hours of the morning. There's Norm, there's Jimmy, there's Spanner, there's um, Ollie Nicholson, Gambler, you know, Greavesy. Yeah. Everyone's there. Um, the best day of my life. Jimmy Greaves. I got um, interviewed by the Hull, Hull Daily Mail. Um, About what? Well, someone who I sort of knew from university started working at the Hull Daily Mail. He must not, he's from Scunthorpe and he must not have known many Hull City fans. Hmm. So he, he rang me for a quote just about the playoff final. Brilliant. Um, so he knew the quote he wanted and he thought, get this get this guy in the line, he'll say exactly what, what yeah. I'm imagining he'll say. And I said, uh, I was quite hungover. I was really into like, the Libertines at the time, uh, Pete Doherty, the poetry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to be really poetic here, Adam. 
uh, what can I say? And he wrote that in the in the quote. Brilliant. He said, "Trying to be poetic is difficult." It didn't make sense in the context well, no, of the quote. Bad journalism, maybe. Yeah, it was really. Yeah. Yeah. He's been struck off since. Uh, he started making wedding videos. There you go. The last refuge of the scoundrel is making wedding videos. Have you ever heard that phrase? <laughs> no, it's good though. And yeah. the, the, the word scoundrels in this film, because he said uh, people that live in cities either become scoundrels or... Yeah, what something. was it? Scoundrels it, or... They, they, it destroys them or they become scoundrels or something living in a city. Yeah. So explain to me something about football. They kick the ball, they win, they win. Yeah. And then what? And then what happens after they win? That's the bit I don't get. What, what do you mean? They play. They kick the ball. They 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 keep going until they win, and then they win a bit more, and then they win the big win. Yeah. Then what happens? What if they get to the top of the top and they won everything? Won everything. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Good question. Empty emptiness, isn't it? Well, you cel- celebrate, I suppose. You, you no, but li- literally, what do they do? Who the the players? The team. Uh, well. They've, they've won the season or they've won the World Cup yeah they'll lift the trophy yeah yeah what happens after that they'll go out partying probably no no what happens after that um, they'll probably like have a break maybe a lot of footballers go to like Dubai yeah what holiday. Yeah. What happens after that they'll come back for pre-season and we, 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 there's a phrase in football we go again that's my point yeah well that's just life isn't it so they make all that effort and then through some through some talent, through some luck, through some hard work, coincidence, they win. Mm-hmm. Let's say hard work or a combination of all those things. So there's not much in the way of control there. Yeah, which is which is kind of like life. Yeah. But then they just do it. Then they win it all. But then they just got to go and do it all again. And then yeah, lose, well, they lose a lot more. They'll always be champions. You know, they'll always have that. Okay. They'll always have that in the resume. Re- resume. Um, they might be able to get, you know, they might be able to get paid more from another club. Brought, no, that's 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 not that's an individual player. That's yeah, not yeah. Thinking, the, the, I, I suppose I, I don't buy that. You know, it should be about the team. Mm, the, I suppose they brought pride to that that club and that set of supporters, that town. Yeah, I always think we live life on a wheel of fortune, and it, it'll always come full circle, and it's always moving. Yeah. He's talking about Dean Windass. Pardon? He's, he's talking about Dean Windass. Uh, is he a player? He, he scored the winning goal, yeah. And then what happened to him? Well, he just had a lot of problems. Drink. Drink. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You, well, that was, the best day, that was the best day of his life. He said it changed his life for the, for the good and for the bad. Exactly. Like, uh, if you go to those highs... What what's the inverse of that? You know, that's life. Though, but it? I'm not saying that we should avoid going for those pinnacles of achievement and stuff. Um, but 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 football does seem cruelly more cyclical than other things in life. Well, what about the um, Liverpool Echo Comedian of the Year award? For me, for me, I mean, you're jumping ahead quite a bit there. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah let's say that. Okay, let's okay. That. So, I mean, I feel like you've only done 2007 there, which is not even the year we're talking about. <laughs> no, two, so 2008 was Hull City's yeah. playoff um, win, uh, getting a job at NML, and I also tr- travelled around Romania with uh, Simon Kelly, Andrew Leishman, Ed Beamer and Jennifer Kane. 
Uh, and Ash and Ash Warrington. Are you are you ever going to talk about Andrew Leishman on this? Um, so Andrew Leishman, I'll give you this. He um, someone asked him what his favourite. So uh, our trip around Romania, we, we flew into Budapest, which is in Hungary, and we travelled through the Transylvanian mountains to Bucharest. Natch. Um, and th- this is where I had the um, before sunset evening. Do you remember when I talked about the before sunset evening? Yeah, that was this trip. Um, and, and we went to all these like Dr- Dracula in- uh, inspired, not Dracula inspired castles that inspired Dracula. It's the home of Vlad the Impaler, who Dracula was based on. Um, beautiful mountains. We saw wild bears. Um, it was an amazing trip. We asked uh, Andrew what his highlight of the trip was. Yeah. And from, I think it was Cluj Napoca to um, Brashov, he, uh, we were on a train and he put his head out the window for the whole journey to feel the wind on his face. And he came back in and he had like a, like a like <laughs> dirt all over his face. Uh, and he said that was his the highlight of his trip. Yeah. Maybe you could do one thing per week about Andrew Leishman. Le- Le- yeah, okay, yeah. Um, that was good. What what job was it at National Museums? Um, education administrator. Good, good. And you met a good bunch of people there, didn't you? Yeah, still friends with a lot of those people from yeah. those days. Yeah. You you took me to a a a, ch- a child's barbecue, a children's barbecue run by the someone from NML in in Hunts Cross. Yeah, Hel- Helen McBride. She was nice, yeah. nice lady. I mean, it wasn't a child. There's no child children involved. It was someone's birthday then, and I was her. Fortieth, I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Very welcoming people, considering I was just your friend. Yeah. 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 Very good nice. bunch. Very good bunch. Yeah. Um, I lived at Innes Avenue in Anfield with Jack. Mm. Um, Jack had an issue with uh, eff- effusive sweating. No, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Effusive. Yeah. Um, and his bedroom smelled like vinegar. We called it the vinegar pit. Oh God! It must have. Does he still have that problem with sweating? No, I think he sorted it out. I think it was something that he went to a doctor about and sorted it out. But it was a it was a thing. So he's, he's the opposite of Prince Andrew. Yeah, in many ways he is. Yeah, Prince Andrew famously can't sweat. Yeah, but photographs say otherwise. Mm. That's that's it's another one for our legal team, isn't it? Like? Yeah, exactly. Um, so well, that that sounds like a pretty good year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really good. Obama, Hull City, Capital of Culture, um, NML, a- NML. I mean, it wasn't a great. It wasn't a great job. I think it taught me a lot. Um, it was it was a good job in many ways. Yeah, good people, I guess. Um, and yeah, in the Inns Avenue days were good. I lived on Inns Avenue. Ed and Ash and Johnny Hines lived on Brompton Drive. Um, met Chris the Greek probably that year as well. Oh yeah, uh, that yeah. We, we were a gang. Um, quite a lot of boozing, quite booze heavy. Yeah, yeah. I I I mean, I'd, I'd say that goes without saying for our twenties. Okay, well, I shouldn't say that. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I could say that every year in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, for the, for the I think it goes with. I think we should say it though to you know to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You've you've taken the pledge now, haven't haven't you? Yeah, well, I haven't I haven't drank since last Saturday. Well done.
Are you going to drink again? Um, I might have a glass of wine tonight. Yeah, that'll be alright. Just a little one. Yeah, a couple. Just a couple. Uh, tell me about your two thousand and eight. Um, so I've been I've, I've been looking through my emails from okay, that year. Yeah. Good. Uh, I can tell you what I bought on eBay. Uh, yeah, is that interesting? I bought a six point three millimeter to three point five millimeter socket stereo headphone adapter. Okay. So what does that tell us? Wait for it. I bought a fifteen volt one amp DC power supply plug in adapter. I bought professional CD slash DVD lens cleaner with fluid. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember that? Clean, yeah, I think lens so. Lens cleaner CD. Yeah, yeah. And then so I'm thinking, where's all this going? <laughs> I'm in my head. I'm thinking, yeah. why am I buying all this stuff? And then the uh, then in May, I bought a Gemini 626 three-channel mixer for £30. Ooh, a mixer. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, so it seems like you're going to be a DJ... This must be the year that I bought my decks. Right, okay. Bought a pair of second-hand record decks. The ones that you still have to this day? Yes. Wow, that's, that's so crazy. So I've had them for 15 years then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got my, I bought my record decks. I'm living in London. I'm working for a catering agent, agency called Off to Work. Off to Work? Yeah. Working for another agency called Bright Sparks. Um, I'm making my living as mainly as a wine waiter, barman, and waiter. Okay. So we're both in the temp world. We're both in the temp world. I, I went to London hoping to be a um, an act an actor, and I got a. I'll read you a Facebook message that I got from Roy, a Chinese Roy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese Roy from Hong Kong. Um, that alludes to the acting. Um, he begins the Facebook message with by with slut exclamation mark. Okay, don't know why he's called me that. Slut, that's great. You're starting your Hollywood career, being Jude Law. Don't worry. Give me a call only if you're available. Hope you have a brilliant spark on your casting road. Spark. Hope you have a brilliant spark on your casting road. Because you joined Bright Sparks. I don't think so. I think it's just his turn of phrase with English being his second language. Right, okay. Uh, I don't know why he's called me slut. I think he means... I think he means um, ace or or, 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 he's, or he's like... Or he's... Because he thinks it's someone who's like prom- promiscuous yeah, in a positive I, way. I think he means... I think, I think he's calling me... That a slut, sex but positive. Maybe sex I, think, positive. I think he's being like sex positive somehow. Um, yeah. Uh, so that that alludes to. I think that's some proof there that I was trying to be an actor, um, and my I put those intentions out to the world. Did you um, get headshots? I did, and I, I did see them, but I was too embarrassed to show you. Would you share them on our Instagram channel? Nope. You're no. just not gonna. Sh- you're not gonna share them. No, I've got a photo to share from. So this is the year that I worked as a runner on short films. 
Uh-huh. Uh, I worked on a short film called The Escort, uh, starring Leslie Manville, who um, has been in uh, that Paul Thomas Anderson film. Leslie Manville? Gary Oldman's ex-wife. Oh yes, I've, I've just taken looking at looking at her. Yeah, uh, she's from Brighton, Brighton and Hove Albion, Brighton and Hove, right. uh, CB. Yeah, um, she was in she was um, Phantom Thread. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Yeah, Magpie Ned as well. Gone Fire, Ordinary Love, Let Him Go, Mum. Very well regarded actor. Mm. She was in it. She was quite serious, but. Why not? Don't hold that against her. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and the first AD was a man who worked on the original Superman film. Wow. Christopher Reeve one. Um, then I worked on another short film called Second Chance with Alison Steadman and David Harewood. Alison Steadman from My Neck of the Woods? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, no, she's from Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Childwall, I think. Okay. I'm not sure. You'd have to fact check that one. I don't know if it was Childwall. Um and uh, she was lovely. Uh, she seems really nice. She's yeah. really nice. I met her a second time at the Philharmonic. She came to the box office um, and really nice person. Um, then I worked on a short film called Curtains, directed by Julian Barrett. Not for the first time. Not for the last time. Yeah, that's weird. I made a short film later called called that. Collaborated with someone who made that. Um, yeah, directed by Mighty Boosh, Julian Barrett. Star- and acted in it, did he? Uh, no, he wasn't in it. It starred Steve Oram. Oh, yeah. Steve yeah. Oram did a cameo, but it starred Bob Goody, who was an old, very old English actor. Steve no. Oram and Julian Barrett, they all kind of pee in the same pot, don't they? Yeah, and um, I got very sunburnt. We were in Great Yarmouth, kind of decaying seaside town. Um I my job was to drive Julian Barrett round for the week in the, in a car. I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast, so I won't go into it. Uh, I got uh, one day me and him wore the exactly the same stripy t shirt. He went back upstairs and changed his t shirt. Was he? Did he find it amusing? Or no? I think he was. I think he was really embarrassed. <laughs> really embarrassed. Um, and <laughs> where then, was the t shirt from? Pardon? Where was the t shirt from? It's just like a top shop stripe black and white stripy t shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, then um, Top Shop was big news back then, wasn't it? Like Mighty Boosh and Top Shop. So sort of I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying they were both t-shirts were from Top Shop. Both they just looked exactly the same. Right. But, okay. Yeah. I worked on a German TV program, an equivalent of The Apprentice, called Distar Applicant. Right. In London. In London, driving a van round with the crew, driving into a tiny car hotel car park every day that I thought was going to. Scraped the van. I got clamped. The producer was good about it, even though it was like 250 quid. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. This was the year, checking my emails, I got super poked on Facebook. Super poked? Do you know about this? Uh, I remember the poking function on, on Facebook, but I don't remember a super yeah. poke function. So I got, I got um, super poked by Ulick Burke, a friend of ours who's no longer with us, and um, he super poked me. And what does that? What does that mean? I believe it was an add-on. Do you remember Facebook used to have apps that were added on, like right. to play games and stuff? Okay, yeah. And I got super poked by him. 
So he'd downloaded an app, Superpoke, to give him the option of not just poking people, but superpoking. Superpoking me. I wonder what it involved. Yeah. If anyone remembers what uh, what superpoking involved on Facebook, then please. Oh, here we go. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on. Yeah. I'm on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Superpoke were virtual goods apps for Facebook, originally created by Nikhil Gandhi. The application mimicked Facebook's own poke feature, adding new actions like smiles, winks, slaps, and smacking Facebook friends. At one point, Superpoke allowed users to virtually stab friends. Oh Facebook later asked them to remove this option. Superpoke differentiated itself from other applications by introducing characters such as sheep, chickens, and penguins. It was shut down on September 27, 2011, um, because of subsequent lawsuits. So, good. All that is fairly standard stuff that you would get with any app right now, isn't it? Any messaging app. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's not. Um, it's like an emoji type thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's the it's the evolution, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I got super poked. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that would have been a defining moment of your year, though, would it? It might have meant a lot to me at the time. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You, you don't. You shouldn't diminish that because because you don't know what I was thinking. No, that's fair enough. But it sounds like you had a lot going on, um, so I would be surprised if the super perk was really high on you. Yeah, high in your consciousness. Could have been. Could have been though, couldn't it? Mm, you I, don't, you I don't know that the film, the film, you know, the filming stuff probably. You know, was this when you worked at the Savoy, Dorchester? Yeah, yeah. So you were meeting people like Leslie Grantham. Uh, Judy Chalmers yeah Jackie Collins yeah uh, well uh, Gordon Brown I think I might you know I might have told people at work I got, I've just been super poked you might have told them you might have, yeah you might have talked about it for that week but yeah week I got, don't two think week, two weeks might have talked about it for yeah I'd be surprised week and a half I don't think it's in a summary of a year I don't really think it you know we've probably talked about super poking for the last five minutes if anyone remembers Super Poking, please get in touch. Because I, I, it sticks in my mind. Does it? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because reason. you read your email. And no, it no, no. It, it's brought something back in the recesses. Right. I, I want to know what made it so fun to use that feature. Well, here's a good question. Yeah. When did you join Facebook? Do you know what year you joined Facebook? Uh, yeah, I think it was... I think it was... 2006... I joined in 2007 and I remember yeah. what my first status was. What was it? Well, I, think, I don't know if it was a status or was a, I think, okay, I think James Cundler wrote something on my wall like, oh, he finally joined after you or something. And I, I said something on the lines of, yeah, I don't really understand it at the moment, but when I do, what, you know, wow or something, I was going to yeah. change the world. And I was looking through my Facebook and I did a lot of interesting things on Facebook that I don't really do anymore on social media. Like what? Um, well, I mean, a lot of it was related to my my last job. Um, Project Curry. Project Curry was one thing, yeah. 
project career is probably the only thing. We'll, we'll save that for later. Yeah. Um, I went to see a band. Do you remember a band? Uh, not, you know, Barb's asked me to go. It's not like I was into this band uh-huh. or, 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 or anything. Uh, called The Duke Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that? I do remember them. Yeah. A blonde woman lead yeah. singer. It was a duo, wasn't it? Could have been. No, yeah. it wasn't a duo. Were they Swedish? Don't know. Are you just thinking that because it was a blonde woman singer? No, I just think they were Swedish. Yeah, I think we need to stop just looking at things and then googling them. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just this is just Isle of two thousand eight. They're based in London. Yeah, not not even a very good band. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just I, I don't think I was a great fan. Uh, I got an email from a housemate called Box Room and Rats Piss. An email from them? Got an email from my housemate Emma Davey and it, the title was just Box Room and Rats Piss. Right, okay. Okay. I mean, that says, that says enough, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, this, and then at some point I got a job in Putney. Right. Five days a week. Office Nine job, to five? I believe so. Okay with a company so my friend Becky worked for them and then she was leaving so she just got me this job without an interview um, a social media company Ooh. called My Mission 2 right <laughs> um, two, two, uh, one, one word My Mission and then a digit 2 My Mission 2 right ok what was My Mission 1 yeah good good very good question there was there was no my mission one. I think two was just meant to be a pun on T O. And they had, they were an agency that dealt for. These guys had lofty ambitions. They were they wanted to create. They wanted my mission two to be an aspirational social networking website. So they wanted it to be the next Facebook, except it had that sort of pass it on mentality. Do good. Hmm. You know how be you got be real. No, you, come on. The rapper. You've got a new. All the kids have got a new social media called Be Real. Didn't know this. You know this. No, no. You've Threads. Got, you've got your finger finger on the pulse of that sort of thing. Snapchat. You've you've lost your touch. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Been I like, mean, I've been in Mal- I've been in Malaga, haven't I? You've been out out of the marketing loop for a little while now. Yeah, you've yeah. Gone, you've gone rusty. I've sort of turned my back on all that, really. More about counselling these days. Yeah, that's true. That's true. More about the internal world. Yeah, be real is about is about uh, uh, it's Facebook, but it, it it tells you at a random time of day what you have to take a photo of yourself. Yes, yeah, sorry, doing. I have heard of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand it, but I've heard. So it. everyone's trying to put their own twist on the, on social networking. My mission too wanted to pass on. You would earn points for doing good things that day, but yeah, it, right. but it's very, you know, how could you, how could we police that? How could we tell that someone had actually done something good that day, and how would we award those points? You know, well, did you ask it, this question of the people? Was yeah. it like a startup? Sorry. Yeah, it was like a startup run by a man called Dashford, which is an abbreviation of his name, David. Ashford, Dashford, and and a guy called Nigel, who was like the back, he was like the tech, doing the technical stuff, and they they these guys got rich during the dot com boom. Right, they were like, 
I, I, I think millionaires mm. were working in this like really depressing office in Putney. Um, so they got rich from um, from my mission too. No, uh, before this was, a, this was a money pit. Right before that, they could have just retired, but they decided to rent a tiny office in Putney, put something back, and and try and like start the new Facebook. Uh, so and then I was like a, I was called like a missioner or something missionary yeah <laughs> and I it's basically a glorified have we got anyone for the missionary position yeah very good very good you could put that in, write that down for your stand up yeah it's good though wasn't it and um, I was basically a glorified forum admin moderator forum moderator and um, but Dashford seemed to be really excited when Becky told him that I'd studied drama and he wanted he thought I was he was going to get someone really bubbly Okay, and as you know, I'm quite a low energy person, in, especially in the office environment, which we talked about at the top of the episode. Yeah, exactly, and, and and like it was such a small room that I felt everyone's eyes on me all the time, Dashford and Nigel, and uh, <laughs> was there were two people in there. Yeah, and sometimes one other person next to me who was just quite a depressing young person that I can't remember. And did you feel young at the time? Yeah, so they must have been much younger. Um, uh, yeah, I did, and uh, very insecure, and. We had. I remember there was there was a, a huge contributor to the site called Tracy, who was just on my mission too all the time, racking up points, yeah. and saying about all the good things she'd been doing. And then Dashford was like, "Oh, let's do something good for Tracy. Let's give her. She's talked about her rubbish laptop. Let's give her a really good computer." So me and this guy Chris Halliday drove out to her house to gift her a computer, and I think she was quite. Um, um, don't think she necessarily wanted us to come to her house right. but Dashford pushed it and we delivered a house and it was quite it, 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 I felt a bit sorry for her right a bit, okay. it, um, it wasn't a nice house it wasn't a nice area just, well, it, was, it wasn't a house um, just felt like it was a bit of an invasion of privacy and 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 I feel, I feel like she was a bit of somewhat a bit of an isolated sort of person right okay and, and I think it was a bit overwhelming us doing that and getting photos with him and stuff. Well, a bit exploitative. Um, have you seen the clip of um, Ainsley Harriet when he comes in and there's that old woman and they get her a TV and he says, hi, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah, it sounds like Hel- Well, hello, Jill. Yeah, it was a bit like that. And then like, uh, so we did that and then Dashwood wanted me to make viral videos. I think I think that is... If ever there's something to be set up for failure, failure, it's asking someone to make a viral video. Yes. Because you can't... You can't predict you, you those can, things. You can make thousands of them before having... And still not have success. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's, an, it's an unwritten formula, isn't it? You can't formulate it. Yeah. yeah. What are your favourites? Um... I think I've I think I've talked about it before. Subservient chicken was a good one. Burger King uh, campaign where you could go. It was a supposed webcam of a man in a chicken costume in a in an empty room, and you could type in commands and he would do them on command. But you haven't talked about this. But it was just a very clever piece of video trickery where they'd they they collated what commands anyone would put in, and they had a, and then they would have an answer for nearly everything you could put in. He would do it. 
Okay. Or he would just like say like, oh, I'm not demeaning myself from doing that to something they couldn't do. And that went viral, did it? Yeah, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really a viral video, more of a market, yeah, marketing thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I made a couple of videos, one in Chinatown uh, and one on a street in Northfields in London. Safe to say they didn't go viral, uh, obviously. What were you doing? The works of an amateur and they were rubbish what and they weren't funny. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't want to go into it. I'm too shamed by it all. Is, is it online anyway? Is there any copies don't, of it? Don't think so. Don't think so. And um, I remember when I was the moderator that I had to ban someone's avatar. Why? Because Liam, Liam messaged me. Yeah. And he said, uh, are you aware of this user's avatar? <laughs> He said, look closely, and it was an apple, a cross-section of an apple. Okay. But as he zoomed in on it, um, inside the apple was a part of an anatomy. Male or female? Uh, Female, female. Okay. And um, so I just had to remove that. Yeah. That was a a highlight. Okay. That was a highlight. And how did they respond to having to remove their avatar? I don't think they responded. Right. How many users were there roughly on um, active users? My mission too. Active users. The, this number jumps out at me. Uh, Seventy-three. Right. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a quite a bad failure. It was a huge failure. It was such a waste of everyone's time. If Dashford had to pay three three wages, yeah. How was it monetized? He was bankrolled. By Dashford and Nigel's uh, savings, which they, so you know, they'd obviously gone for a really cheap office to see if they could make it work, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you couldn't, couldn't, you couldn't make this work. It was a disaster. Have you looked up Dashford since? It seemed like the type of person that might um, try a few things in the. In I have. Com. I have googled him. Post. I have googled him. I'm not sure what he he's doing now. Um, I'm sure. Users can Google him. Yeah. D- David Ashford, My Mission 2. But uh, that was me. Yeah, I didn't have any intention of working in that industry. Mm, okay. Whatsoever. I was just doing it for the money. You weren't, um, you weren't swept along with the sort of start-up culture? Yeah, not at all. Mm. Yeah, not, not, not my scene. And I, di- I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of Dashford or Nigel. All right. Uh, I remember one day um, Nigel asked me to make coffee for him and I made him coffee and he drunk it and then in the afternoon he said um, he said to the other and the other junior he said can you make me a, a cup of coffee and not not like that not like that piss Chris gave me this morning oh my god yeah that's uncalled for isn't it not not a nice man no um, yeah uh, so um, yeah yeah, it's yeah. Making tea for people is funny, isn't it? I remember making tea for Roy Bolter, the drummer from rock band The Farm. Okay. Used to work in an office with him, and he always used to compliment me on my tea. Yeah, I've had a lot of compliments. He always used to say, tea. "He always used to say, that's a cracking cup of tea, that Chris." Yeah, I mean, used to, used to make it really strong. Right. Yeah. Because you knew that Roy liked it like that. Yeah. 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 
I um, just the I little s- things in it that that you know compliment from someone you look up to at, at the time. Um, yeah, it makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, you know it's worth it. Whatever you do, it's worth taking care of. I think that's something that stands out about your personality to me. I think you take care of anything that you do. Really, do you, do you, what do you think? Yeah. Well, like I give people compliments and stuff. No, no, no. You like if I was to say to you, "Make me a Spanish tortilla." Yeah, I'd, I'd be confident that you'd spend a lot of time and care over that tortilla. Thank you. I would. Yeah, yeah. Um, My dad always used to say, "If something's worth doing, it's worth doing well." Um. Who said that? Your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing well. I agree. I like that. Did he come up with that? I don't know. I don't, I don't think yeah. I, I can't remember hearing it anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's lovely. Lovely thing to say. Um, Maybe you should start saying that to Griff. If something's <laughs> worth doing, it's worth doing. I don't want to diminish his confidence while he's <laughs> while he's 23 months old. <laughs> Even no, you don't have to say it in a yeah. detrimental way. It's yeah. just like... Um, just say it, you know. Just next next time he does a scribble. Next time you make him a cup of tea, say I've done this well because if something's worth doing, it's worth doing well. I don't know if you make, I don't know how often you make him cups of tea, but in case he says not like that, a <laughs> cup of piss you made me this morning. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But um, but uh, yeah, and I remember Dashford told me a piece of slander about Tom Cruise. Okay, we probably can't can't say repeat it because no. of. Um, Liable. Yeah. Well, that that that's me. Okay. Well, yeah. This has been a long one. Um, How long is it? It's like the best part of two hours. I think we owe it to the listeners after being away for so long. Okay. Um, so next week, I've chosen a film, and it's going to be the film Mother. Uh, not that one that you're thinking, because uh, there's obviously a, a Darren Aronofsky um. film called Mother. <laughs> what? I call him Daranovsky. Novsky. <laughs> um, it's by your friend and mine, Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Uh, director Shout out of to your Bong Joon Ho. I, I watched the, I watched Parasite with Emma last night or the night before. For the second time. So the, the first yeah. time you described that as premium mediocre, it always sticks with me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are you sticking with that? Are you? Yeah, I think it's premium mediocre. I'd like to watch it again. Cause I'd, I'd say it's. More than premium, it's still mediocre, but it's more than premium. It's okay. like auteur mediocre, auteur okay. level. Something better than premium. What's better than premium? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think. I don't, I don't know if there is anything. Um, high grade platinum, high grade mediocre, platinum mediocre. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. All the bells and whistles. So yeah, mother, two thousand and nine, and it, yeah. So we, you've decided we're going to watch that film. Yeah. Good. Uh, and just for this episode, uh, I can't think of anything better than saying revenge is a dish and it's best served eaten. Good. <laughs>